Good morning. And Merry Christmas. You know, Christmas is a wonderful time of the year. Do you, do you enjoy Christmas time? You know, we have time off. We have time with our families. And it's all in the name of celebrating the gift that came to us, the baby Jesus. It's an awesome time. And I would just encourage you, mom and dads, to build some tradition into your Christmas. Something that's going to bring your family to what the true meaning of Christmas is. Whether it be reading um, the Christmas story or Christmas morning before you unwrap your gifts, which is something we've done ever since our children were born. Um, whether it be to find someone who has a, a need at this time of the year and you pray together with them and, and meet their need during Christmas time. But just help your family build some traditions that bring this, them to the remembrance of what the season is all about. And uh, remind your children of your love and thankfulness to God for his goodness to you. And if you don't want the world to forget Christmas, then don't let your home forget Christmas. Um, lead the way. Let's stand for the reading of the word in Luke chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the promises of your word. We thank you for the promises that we heard the day that Jesus was born, and we thank you that your promises are true to us even today. We pray that you would help us to walk in your grace, in your mercy, in the love that Jesus showed us, Lord, and that we would show that to all the world around us. Use us to show your love and your glory to this world, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Are you ready for Christmas? I hear some no's. Wow, it's getting close. Uh, now, generally, when we think about being ready for Christmas, you know, we're, we're thinking about uh, just the, the practical things. We're thinking about this aspect of, uh, has, is everybody invited? Do I know who all's coming to the house, or do I know where I'm going? Do I have the food ready that I've got to get ready are all the Christmas presents bought that have I forgotten anybody am I am I ready for Christmas day I want to make sure I don't forget anybody 
And, and then what happens is, is we forget the most important part of Christmas. Now, if I asked you what the most important part of Christmas is, I, I bet we'd have a 99% rate in here of nailing it right on the money that it's about Jesus, isn't it? So let me ask you, are you ready for Christmas? Are, are you ready to pass on your faith, your conviction to the people you have influence over? Have you given thought to how am I going to bring the real meaning, the truth of Christmas into my home, especially moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas in here, and make it alive for the people in my family? What are we going to do? You know, we're going oh, so to go to Christmas Eve service. Good, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, come. It's going to be a great night. But that, that's just one element of it. What about in your home? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do around the dinner table to remind everyone of your faith? What are you going to do before you open the presents to, to remind everybody of the great gift that God has given us? What are you going to do to instill inside of your family a living faith. See, if you, if you don't have that thought in your mind, you're not ready for Christmas. So let me encourage you in the next couple of days. Get ready for the places that you're going to go. Get ready for the people who are going to come into your home. And get ready to do the most important thing about Christmas, and that's celebrate that our Savior's been born. Amen? So there's the first step. Be ready for that. Now, let me ask you about the, the other word, Mary. How are you doing about being Mary? About being joyful, about be living a life of delight, not just at this time of the season, but uh, give some analysis to your life and ask yourself, what kind of a, a life are you living? Is it a joy-filled life? I mean, if people thought about you, would they think, boy, that person is carrying a, something in them, something, there's something about them that, that they're just joyful, they're at peace all the time. Because that's really the message that comes to us, isn't it? Now listen, whenever I speak about a topic like this, I always, I always want to clarify when we talk about joy. I know, I know there are circumstances that come into our life that fill us with grief or with sorrow for a moment. I'm not talking about those times. I'm talking about the consistency of our life. I even know, I'm aware, that there are physical things that happen to us at times that impact us, just like we need glasses. Some, some of us need glasses or we need contacts or we need something so we can see better. Sometimes there's physical things that happen to us that keep us from having joy. And for some strange reason, I guess it's because joy is a fruit of the Spirit and we're supposed to have joy. There's some Christians that almost feel like, you know, if somebody suggests that maybe I don't have joy because there's some physical or emotional issue going on in my life, they're saying I lack faith and I need to buck up and toughen up and, and just overcome this physical issue. And, and I, would, I would tell you, if that's the way you feel, uh, do the same thing with your eyesight. Take your glasses off and say, I'm a Christian. I'm just going to buck up and be a man and see better. It doesn't work that way, does it? Sometimes there are physical things going on. We, we live in corruptible bodies today. It's not a lack of faith to understand 
that our bodies are corruptible. If you haven't discovered that yet, you will soon. These bodies age and they're wearing out and sometimes they need help. A number of years ago, some of you heard me tell this story before, but a number of years ago we had Freedom Fest. It was a beautiful day. Beautiful day, July, celebrating what God's done for our country. Police said 15,000, 20,000 people on the grounds that day. Food every place, music groups doing all kinds of things. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. Weather was fabulous. Everything was cooperating. Everything was going well. Everybody was doing their jobs. Everybody was having a great time. And, and I'm walking through this back parking lot, and Renee looks at me and says, how you doing? I said, there is something wrong with me. And she said, what's the deal? She said, I said, all I want to do is go home and lay down. I, I am not excited about this. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I, I don't know what, the, something's wrong with me. I should be thrilled. And she looked at me and she said, I don't think you're sleeping right. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I think you're waking up. I hear you snoring all night long. And I hear you not breathing from time to time. I think there's something wrong with your sleeping. She said, I think you need to go to a doctor. And I said, well, okay. And so that week I got into a doctor's appointment and I went to the doctor. And the doctor said, okay. I told him what was going on. He said, let's hook you up with this sleep test, which is a whole other deal, if you've ever been through it. <laughs> How they expect you to sleep when they do some of those things to you. <laughs> Here, we're going to poke you with all this stuff. Now sleep, sleep. They told me, they said, oh, you've got this sleep apnea thing. You need to put wear this mask. And, and I thought, well, okay, I'll give this a shot. And it was about the third day in, about the third day into this thing that I got in the shower and realized that my arms didn't feel like lead weights. Now, that, that wasn't a spiritual thing. That was a physical thing. And, and my attitude began to change. Think, why? Because I was sleeping better. So here, here's my word. I'm just being pastor here for a second on Christmas weekend. If your family is looking at you saying, listen, your emotions are all over the place. We think you ought to talk to a doctor. You're, you seem to be pretty down. We think maybe you ought to talk to somebody about it. Don't be so arrogant and full of pride that you go through life in misery and making everybody else miserable around you. Be thankful for what God's provided for us. If somebody looked at you and said, listen, we don't think you can see very well. Try these on, and you put them on, and you could see better. You'd be foolish not to wear them, right? Aren't you grateful for what God's done, given to us? And so I understand those issues go on in life, and we have those kind of things. And, and there, there's, you know, I've seen people who had manic issues in their life up and down and all over the place. And, 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 and it just has to be a terrible thing for their family and a terrible thing for them at times. And until they recognize it, face it, and get the help that's available, it's just going to be miserable for everybody. So, so don't live there. What a sad thing to go through life depressed. What a terrible thing to go through life angry. What, a, what, a, what an unfortunate thing to go through life upset on a roller coaster in life when you could get some help and things could be transformed. Now, but listen, I'm not talking about the momentary circumstances. Let's set them aside. And, and today, I'm not even talking, you know, the, the main emphasis of this message isn't about the physical things that can happen to us or the emotional damage that can happen to us in this life that we may need to get some help with that God's provided for us. I'm talking about a mindset today. 
I'm talking about how do you see the world? How do you approach the circumstances of life on the scale of gloom and doom and joy and peace? Where do you rest at most of the time? When people describe you or think about you, what do they think about you most of the time? Where is most of the time of your life spent? Upset about something, mad about something, frustrated about something, unhappy about something, suspicious of other people, things are bad, the, the, this, every, every time I go outside it rains on me, I'm grouchy, I'm defeated, I'm hopeless, I'm mistreated, everything that happens is aimed right at me to try to destroy me. Where do you fit on that scale? Are you on the other end of it where you're happy and peaceful and joyful and hopeful and with faith? How are you facing life? Right here in this scripture that we read today, the angel of God is resetting our default setting. He's telling us how we should begin to see the world from this point forward. How we should begin to approach things. Listen to what he says. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This is the message. This is the foundational truth that should inform the way we see the world. It should inform the way we approach the world. It should inform the way we act in this world. It should inform the way I think and my, and my view and, and the way I think about this world is that, boy, I, good news filled with great joy, a Savior, Christ the Lord, has been born. And that impacts all of my life. I need to rest in it. Years ago, we, uh, when I was youth pastor, we used to go every summer on a canoe trip and we'd go down to Missouri to the current river and uh, we would float, you know, miles down this river and, uh, and we prayed. We would pray for a good day when we went. You didn't want a rainy day. You didn't want a cold day. You wanted a good day. And a good day would be the water was up enough that your, your canoe didn't drag the bottom and you're having to get out and pick it up and carry it all the time. You know what I'm talking about? And, and a good day is that the sun's out and it's really kind of beating down on you a little bit, and it's hot. It's, that's a good day. And, and you get out, and you get out on that canoe on a good day, and we had a lot of those good days, and you'd be in that canoe floating down the river, and you got 40, 50, 60 teenagers down there, you're just having a great time, and everybody's having fun, and, you, you, you know, and it gets, starts getting hot, and the sun starts pouring down on you, and, and, and it's like, oh, man, I can't hardly take this. And the answer is right there. All you got to do is roll off the side of that canoe. And, and you're, 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 you know, all that heat dissipates and you feel good. Now you can stay in the canoe if you want to. But if you get out of the canoe, there's respite, there's, there's relief. I remember one year we had one, one of our leaders, and for some reason he decided to get his hair permed the day before the trip. So we go on this trip. And he's going around to everybody in the bus saying, listen, listen, I just spent a lot of money getting my hair permed. It, did, it didn't look that good in the first place. <laughs> I decided to get my hair permed, and it cost me a lot of money. You can't splash me today. You can't dunk me today. I've got to stay out of the water today. 
This is bad news on a canoe tour, especially with a bunch of teenagers in the first place, but most of them liked him, so they were leaving him alone. But we, so we start down this river, and it was a good day. The water was up, and the sun was beating down, and it's, it's hot, and, it's, and, and every now and then people are jumping into the, the river and getting back. It's, and he, he's, he's, in, he's in that canoe, and it's just steaming hot. And, and to make matters worse, there was something in the perm that attracted these great big horse flies. I mean, these big old horse flies are dive bombing him throughout this trip. And he's, he's swatting these things away. Some of you were there, you remember this. He was swatting these things away, and they're just, they're biting him, and he's screaming, and, and he's hitting himself with the paddle. He's trying to swat the flies. And finally, after about an hour or two of this, he gave up, and he decided, I, didn't care, I don't care how much the perm costs, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting, because he'd get in the water to get his head in the The flies are still hitting him in the head. He said, I, I, I give up, and he just dove in. He just dove in. And when he came up, his hair had turned into this nice, neat little curl that looked far better than what his perm looked in the first place. He wore his hair like that for the next five or six years, I think, and, and the way it came up out of the water. And he had relief. He had relief. It was a great thing. Hear me today. So you go through life on a good day, on a good day, when life's going well, the sun's beating down on us. There's troubles. There's issues. The heat's coming down. And on a bad day, the horse, the horse flies are, are attacking us. And you can try to keep your head above water. You can try to stay out of the water all you want. But all you're going to do is be in misery. What you need to do is dive in. You need to understand the truth. You need to get in the, in the, in the fullness of what God promises for you. And you'll find relief from what's going on around you that's what this message here is all about is is what we can find this biblical view that we can bask in that we can rest in that we can get relief from this world in and that will bring a, a truth of joy into our hearts for us to live in listen to what again to what it says the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. And he is Christ the Lord. What are you facing today? Whatever you're facing tomorrow or this year, even when the horse flies start buzzing around and biting, you can dive into the message. And here's where it starts. It's for all people. All people. It's for everybody. Who does all people include? Everyone. You're included in all people. No matter how young you are, how old you are, what your background is, what you've done in your past, God has sent through this angel a message that says, I have a message of great peace, of great joy for all people, for everyone who will receive it, for everyone who will bring it into their life. It is a joyful message. It is a peaceful message. And it's one that every one of us can grab a hold of and see it's a it's one that touches our story this is one of those stories in the bible that we're talking about today that when i get to heaven i want to get the dvd out and check out exactly how this took place i mean there's several i, I want to see how god parted the red sea i've seen the hollywood version i want to see god's version i bet it's better i i i, I want to see i want to see when jesus showed up to his brother james who had doubted him 
all of his life and now Jesus is the risen Savior and he shows up at James's door I want to see how that conversation unfolded I, I, I want to see some I want to see the day of Pentecost I've got in my mind how this took place Luke describes it pretty well in the book of Acts but I want to, I want to, I want to have the visual picture of what took place and here's one where the angels the shepherds are out in this dark field watching over the sheep at night like they've done years and years of their life protecting them from the predators protecting them from wandering off making sure they're safe and suddenly an angel appears now that, ha- that, that freaked the boys out the Bible tells us that and, and I guarantee you, if, if, if one showed up here on the platform today, we would all be freaked out a bit. They're here. We just don't see them. If they showed themselves today. And then when, when, when God let the curtain between their world and our world unfold just a bit, for a multitude, a host of angels to begin to proclaim the glory of God. What a moment that had to be. And these guys, these shepherds, were smart enough to say, wow, let's go see what this is all about. But here's the message that the angels gave, that the angel gave to them. He gave them three simple titles for the baby that was going to be born. And all of those titles are what we bask in what we soak in, what we dive into to have peace and joy. The first message, the first title is this. It says, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior for all people. A Savior for every one of us. You have a Savior. I have a Savior. You know what that word means? It means deliverer. It means protector. It means preserver. And as you walk through life, you have one. You have a protector in your life. You have a preserver in your life. You have a deliverer in your life. The angel was saying, into this broken world that you live in, into this world that's full of all the junk and all the nastiness, that even inside of your spirit that's confused and messed up and doesn't know which way to turn, you have a Savior that can come into your life that will rescue you from what you are and deliver you from what, what, what holds your life, will set you free from whatever is bound you and give you a new life. You have a Savior. Your life may have been bound by other things, it may have been informed by other things, but today a Savior has come. This is one of the main themes throughout the book of Luke. Luke pounds away at this thought that we have a Savior, that we need one and we have one. And that the ultimate part of that Savior is this, that this anoint, this, the Savior has come to rescue us from our greatest need. The perfect Lamb has come to give His life to pay for our sin, for our corruption, for our rebellion against God so that we can now come into a right relationship with God, be reborn, be formed into the image we were meant to be formed into, that we can be delivered from our past, set free from what what held us, and we can be born again. The Savior has come, and he is for 
Listen, all people, all people, everyone who calls on his name can be saved. Everyone who reaches out to him can be born again. Everyone who confesses their sin can, can find that he is Lord of their life. He is for everyone. And this Savior, this Jesus, is alive for us. He came to restore us and to save us and to walk with us through this earth. <laughs> Not only did they call him Savior, but he called him Christ. Now, now listen, I know you know this. Uh, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is a title. It means anointed one, the promised Messiah. This is the one that God, when, when all this plan of saving us came into place and, and they looked for an answer for what we had done that deserved the justice of God, and God said, if I give them what, out of my justice, they'll be separated from me for eternity. Is there a way I can answer my justice and still extend my grace? And that's if a perfect one would come, an anointed one would come, a Messiah would come, the Christ would come, and pay the price for our sin. A child not born of the seed of man, but as the Bible says, of the seed of woman because of the touch of God upon that woman's life. One not bound by the sin nature, but an anointed one who was free from all of those things. When we think about Christ, he is the direct intervention of God into, the, into this world. He is God coming into this world. People say, where is God in all the pain? Where is God in all the suffering? Here he is. He's in Jesus. So why doesn't God do something? He has. He sent Jesus. And if man will begin to follow Jesus, if we'll begin to obey Jesus, if we'll begin to follow after Jesus with all of our heart, then all the things that we wonder about, God's going to take care of. His answers come in the form of Jesus. He is the picture of who God is. You want to know who God is? Discover more of Jesus. Dive into learning and discovering and welcoming Jesus into your life. What we find in Jesus is one who is for all people. His life demonstrates his love. His love is shown in his personal intervention in our lives and in his teaching on how we are to live our life. This anointed one did not come and just leave us alone. But when he came to this point where he was going to pay the price for our sin, he told them, I'm about to leave here. I'm about to go. But he says, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because if I go, the Spirit's going to come. And to listen, listen to what he says in John 16, 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes... He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Listen. If you sit here today and say, oh, if Jesus was here, I'd follow him wherever you would go. And you're not inviting the Spirit into your life daily to walk with you wherever you go. You wouldn't follow Jesus either. If you said, oh, you know, if, if, 
if there was really an anointed charismatic prophet that came around, then I would believe. If you said, if Jesus would show up and just speak to me, or an angel would show up and speak to me, then I would believe. If you won't believe the wooing of the Spirit, you wouldn't believe any of those things. You'd reject them. You'd excuse them away. You'd turn your back on them. You'd say, oh, it was the pizza I ate the night before. Oh, I got caught up in the emotion of the moment. Or, oh, it was just a charismatic speaker. And you'd walk away from it all because, see, the Spirit can do what none of those things can do. The Spirit brings revelation into our heart. It brings revelation into our spirit. And it leads us, and he convicts us, and he speaks to us. And he tells us to turn from things we should turn from. He tells us to stop doing things we should stop doing. He tells us to begin to do things that we should begin to do. He begins to fill us with the fruit of, of his spirit, of his love and of, of his joy, and begins to work a transformation inside of our spirit the moment we invite him to come into our life. This is the work, and this became available because the Christ came. The Messiah came and opened the door for the Spirit of God himself to come and dwell among us and to be with us. And I want to tell you today, if you're sitting here and your life is filled with sorrow and misery and you're worried and fret, and it's not one of these things we talked about earlier, just the way you view the world, what you need is a touch of the Spirit in your life every day. A spirit that brings hope, a spirit that brings joy, a spirit of God that comes alive. It's very practical. He's very real. He's very present. He wants to be right upon your life. And in those moments when you begin to find yourself slipping back into those old things and those old ways, you can cry out to him in a moment, and the Savior shows up, the Spirit shows up to rescue from the, you from those things and to bring you right back onto the right path. But you've got to dive in. You've got to choose to pursue that spirit, to jump into that water and say, I'm going to pursue him every day and let him live inside of my life and be alive inside of me. He brings us all to, into all truth. And here's the last title, that as we begin to see the world for the fact that a Savior has come, a Messiah has come and left his spirit with us to be with us. Here's the other thing that shapes our life. He is Lord. That is good news. The American government is not Lord. The UN, thank God, is not Lord. Our culture is not Lord. Jesus is Lord. Isn't that good news? Whatever we're facing in life, listen, the results of the abuse that has happened in your past, the results of what people have said to you or done to you that would rule and reign your life and put you in shackles and make you see the life through a brokenness of abuse and pain and neglect and rejection. They're not the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Those things can be broken. They can be smashed at Jesus' feet. He came as our Savior to deliver us from those, and he is Lord over them all. He speaks to them, and they must bow. Listen, friend, the world does not have the final say in what's right or wrong. The world doesn't have the final say in whether our lives are successful or not successful. He is Lord. He has the final say. Death does not have the final say. 
Death doesn't have the final say. It's just a stopping point on the way to our eternal reward when we're following after him. Think about this. With no Jesus, there is no hope. But with Jesus, there is eternal hope. It all comes in Jesus' name. This is the foundation of our joy that Jesus is Lord. Now listen, guys, gals, friends. That angel shows up. Those angels sing. And then they're gone. And now there's a decision to make. Do we stay here the way we always have? Or have we been just told the greatest news that's ever come onto this earth? And if we've been told the greatest news that's ever come onto this earth, maybe we ought to go see it. And these boys were smart enough to get up and say, we're going to go check that out. And when they went and checked it out, they said, it's just as the angels proclaimed. And they began to proclaim it to everybody else. I want to tell you, it's just as we're proclaiming to you today. If you'll determine today, Jesus died for me. He is my Savior. He is the Christ. He is my Lord. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to pursue him. You'll discover that he is everything he claimed to be. You'll discover his peace. You'll discover his joy. You'll discover his hope. You'll discover the life that is in him that only he can offer. You'll discover the refreshing water sweeping over your soul that sets you free from the scorching heat of this day and gives you freedom that no horse flies can touch. Amen? Amen. Now listen to what it says in Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Do you think David thought for a second that these people would be trouble-free people that never have an issue in their life, that never have any struggles that were going on, that never feel the heat scorching down on them? No way. He knew what life was about. What he was telling them and teaching them was how to appropriate, how to walk in the promises of God. He was saying to them, get this in your knowledge. Know this. He is God. He is Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Not because of the circumstances, but because of the circumstance of who he is. Not because of, uh, of the way things are going today, but because of the hope we have in the fact that he is our Savior, he is our Messiah, he is our Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. Know that he is the Lord your God. It is he who made us, and we are his. Do you know that you're his? That you belong to him? That, that he, he has extended his favor to you? God's favor is upon you God's blessing is there for you and when I know that friend no matter what's going on I can have peace no matter what's going on I can have joy listen to what it says in the last verse for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness 
continues to the end of the New Testament church, to the end of Acts? No. His favor, his faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness is here for us today. He is here for us today. If you'll open your heart to him and you'll say, I'm going to dive into the truth of who you are and I'm going to begin to see the world that I have a Savior, I have a Messiah who is present with me today and I have a Lord that I can trust and follow that has my best interests at heart. I can trust him that he'll break all the things off of my life that need to be broken, that I can walk fully in him. If you'll begin to see the world that day, that way, the world's going to begin to see in you a person walking with joy and with peace because it's the way you see the world and what the angel came and proclaimed to us. Let's stand together today and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this great message of the angels today. That in the city of David, a Savior was born who is Christ the Lord. Oh, Lord, we rejoice in that today. And we rejoice that we can rest in that and your presence will lift us and refresh us. Lord, what a great message. You know what every person's facing here today. You know, you know what everyone is going through today, Lord. And I just pray in Jesus' name that they dive into the water today and, exp and re be refreshed in the knowledge that you're our Savior, you're our Messiah, you're our Lord. In Jesus' name. Right now, I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come down to the front. If you'll move out and just come down. As they're coming, I want to ask you a question. Have, as every head's bowed, every eye closed. There comes a point in time when you've got to make a decision. Like the angels who decide to walk down and check it out. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to follow him? Are you going to put your faith in him? to be your Savior. And today, on this Christmas day, it's a great day to take that step. It'll change the way you see the world. You'll say, yes, I feel the Spirit of God speaking to me, and today I want to cross that line of faith and ask Christ into my life. I just want to ask you, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me right now, here today, right where I stand. I want Christ in my life. I want to ask Him into my life. Yeah, see that hand. Others today, you'll raise your hand and say, pray for me. Anyone else across this floor? God bless you. God bless you. God loves you. Others today, you'll say, pray for me. Across the balcony, anybody there, you'll raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Yeah, God bless you. Here in the next few moments, we're going to sing a song. We're just going to, as we sing the song, I want to encourage you, just, just invite the Holy Spirit to move in your life and worship the Lord. But if you have a need, any need at all, you got some horse flies flying around bugging you. I want to invite you to come down to one of these members of our prayer team and just let them pray with you today. And especially if you raised your hand, if you're one of the number that raised your hand on this Christmas Sunday morning, I want to invite you to come down to see one of our prayer teams. You can bring somebody with you if you want. And just tell them, just tell them, hey, I, I raised my hand to ask Christ into my life today. They may want to take you over to the prayer room and talk with you for a minute. That's okay. Just accept that and go with them and talk with you. We're going to pray with you. We want to make sure you've dove into the pool.
Amen. One of my favorite songs uh, in, in my life is a song that was written when I was a young man, and it was sang by a group, some of you will remember them, the Archers. And it was a song that very simply started off with, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, if you let that get down in your heart, friend, he will be a strength to your life every day. Aren't you glad Jesus is the answer? That we have an answer? Whatever's going on in our life, we have an answer in Jesus, and we can walk in the joy of that every day. Amen? Father, I pray for this congregation. I pray that we would go out and be ready for Christmas. The Father, in our homes, that homes maybe that are filled with faith and maybe homes that aren't, that you'd let us bring in new faith and new hope and new joy. Give us wisdom. And Father, let us begin to see the world. Father, with the measure that Jesus is our Savior, He is our Christ, He is our Lord, and we can have faith in Him. Let joy and peace reign in every life, I pray, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord and may His joy be in your heart today.